Good evening and welcome to our Bible study. And as you know, we're in the book of Revelation. And this evening we're going to look at Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through to 12. So, Revelation 4, starting to read at verse 1. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven, with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne was twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also, before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the centre, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and were covered with eyes all around, even under their wings, day and night. They never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whatever the living creatures, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For the created all, for you created all things, and by you they were created and have their being. Now let's just pray before we look at this passage together. Our Father, we thank you again for your word, and we just ask your blessing upon us as we look at this passage together. In your name we ask it. Amen. Well, Revelation 4, 1 through to 12. Now, before we start, I want us to just have a short recap on what we know already. So, a couple of questions, a couple of answers. Firstly, where was John? Well, we know he was on the island of Patmos. What did John hear? He heard a voice. What was he told to do? Well, he was told to write a letter to seven churches. What did he see? He saw seven golden lampstands and someone like the Son of Man holding seven stars. The voice that he heard, we know, was the Son of Man. We know that from Revelation 1 verse 8 when we read, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is still to come, the Almighty. And then in that same chapter 1 verse 18, I am the living God. I was dead and now, look, I am alive forever and ever. 
and I hold the keys of death and Hades. So there's no doubt here that this is Jesus, the one who is God. So what about the seven churches? They were located at Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. These are real churches. These churches were in existence during the life of the Apostle John. All seven churches were located within a distance of around 300 miles of Patmos. And they would have all been known to John. And today, we can visit these locations. Why? Because they were real geographical places where these churches were. And they were here on earth. Each of the seven golden lampstands was a symbolic reference to these seven churches. And each of the seven stars is representative of the guardians of the seven churches. Now, the letter that John wrote had specific commendations and admonitions for the believers in these churches, and they were there for them to respond to, so that real problems that were within those churches could be dealt with, so that the gospel witness would remain, and so that the believers could be encouraged to persevere as they waited for the Lord's return. And we know the sevenfold message for us today that came from those seven churches was this. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Now, seven is the number that represents completeness. Now, these seven churches are representative of God's complete church. Each one has a lampstand, and the lampstand is within God's church. And each one has the one who is the Son of God, who walks among them. Now, the people in these churches they didn't see what John saw. They didn't see a lampstand. They didn't see the Son of Man or a star. What they saw was the letter that they received, a letter written in which God spoke to them, telling them what they needed to see and to listen to what they needed to hear. So, We've had this little recap on what we know already and we need to take this with us as we continue on into this book of Revelation. So we come to Revelation chapter 4 and in this chapter the scene changes. So let's have a look at the verses 1 through to 8. First of all, verse 1. After this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. The voice I had first heard speaking to me, like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. So, we know that John has been instructed to write a letter, a letter addressed to seven earth-bound churches, and then he sees an open door. And it's as if a veil has been lifted 
allowing John to see beyond the limitations of earth and to glimpse the glory and the power that exists in the heavenly realms. Now, this is not the first door that we have heard about in Revelation. You see, Revelation 3, verse 7 and 8, there was a door of opportunity, and this door was for the church of Philadelphia. We read these words. These are the words of him who is holy and true, holds the keys of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. This open door for this church was the door of the gospel. Then, again in Revelation 3, verse 20, we have a door to the heart of the believer. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. And then here in Revelation chapter 4, we have what is a door of, literally, revelation. A door standing open. A door that reveals something of what is in heaven. So this is God reminding us that whatever happens here on earth, he is still in control. He knows everything that's happening, and not only does he know it, but he's in control of everything that is happening. Now, these are not the first doors that we hear about in the Bible. And what I want us to do is just spend a few moments looking at a few passages um, from the Old Testament and a couple from the New Testament when we can see these things in Ezekiel 1 verse 1. We read this, In my thirteenth year, in the fourth month on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the river Kiba, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. What was this about? Well, this was in the Old Testament, and Ezekiel the prophet needed to know that God was in control, that God was in control of what was actually happening to his nation, and God would still be in control, control of what was going to happen to his nation. And Ezekiel needed to know that because God was in control, and God knew these things would happen, and controlled these things that would happen, they would happen because they were planned, and they would happen because they had a purpose. When we come to uh, Mark 1, verse 10 to 11, we read this. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, and a spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. You know, this is confirmation. Confirmation that God is in control. This is Jesus, his son. And God is in control what will happen. And God is pleased with what will happen because this is also for a purpose. And when we come to John 1 verse 51, words of Jesus to Nathaniel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. 
You see, this is confirmation, confirmation to Nathaniel. Confirmation of God's promises. And it's also a promise of a peek into eternity when we will see the Son of Man. We come to Acts chapter 7, verse 54 through to 56. And there we have the account of the stoning of Stephen, who was martyred for his faith. And we read this. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. This was confirmation. Confirmation to all those who were there and confirmation to Stephen. Confirmation of eternity. And that God's promises are fulfilled. So we come back to our passage for this evening. John recognises the voice, the voice that instructed him to write a letter. Now it invites him to come up where he will see things that must take place. So we come to Revelation 4 verse 2. At once I was in the Spirit and therefore there... At once I was in the Spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Verse 3, and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald and circled the throne. You see, John will give us a brief description of the one who sits on the throne. But notice he makes no attempt to describe the form or the shape of God. And while he doesn't describe the form or shape of God, he does ascribe to God's splendor and his majesty by referring to the brilliance of light that shines from him as being like light shining through precious stones. Listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 29, verse 1 and 2. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. John then describes the throne. He talks about the rainbow. Now, the rainbow is a reminder of God's promise. We can go back to Genesis, and we're going to do this a lot as we go through Revelation, revert back to the Old Testament. Genesis 9, 16, verse 17. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So, God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. You know, I, I imagine that the sight of the rainbow would remove some of the trepidation that John must have had. Had. He must have been feeling very afraid, very confused as he's seeing these things. But there is the rainbow, the promise, the, the symbol of, the, of God's promise. So we come to verse 4. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. 
They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. So the question arises here, who are the 24 elders? Well, we need to, first of all, look at what we know. First of all, where are they? Well, they are with the Lord. What are they doing? They are sitting down on thrones. This is signifying that their earthly work is done. What are they wearing? They're wearing robes of righteousness and they're wearing crowns that they have been awarded. What are they doing? They're worshipping God. So I want us to jump forward a little bit into our passage and go to verse 10. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, in verse 11, You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. So who are these 24 righteous men? who have taken up a place in glory that has been prepared for them, who are laying down their crowns and worshipping God. Okay, one of the strong suggestions is that these could be the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles. 12 men who are representative of the old covenant, and 12 men representing the new covenant, together representing the complete church of God. And they're doing what every believer is called to do. Why do I say that? Okay, listen to what James said in James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Do you remember what we read at the end of each of the, the letters to the seven churches? Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. We as believers are the whoever in those verses. The whoever has ears. What did Paul say to Timothy? Well, 2 Timothy 4 verse 8. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also all who have longed for his appearance. Right, let's go to another few verses. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 19. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus 
when he comes. Is it not you? And then 1 Peter 5 verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. And what were they doing while they were worshipping? John 4 verse 24. John, the writer of the book of Revelation. Here is John, the gospel writer. And he said in verse 24 of chapter 4, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. And I want us also now to call to mind to something else that Jesus said, something that he said to his disciples. This is John 14, verse 1 and 2, and you will know these verses well, but I think they are very relevant to what we're looking at this evening. Jesus said, Do not, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Do you get the relevance of all this? As we look at these 24 elders, these elders who are shown as being righteous, who are casting their crowns before the Lord, and they're worshipping him. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house of many rooms. If that were not so. I would have told you. Would I have told you. That I'm going to prepare a place for you. So let's go back to Revelation 4 verse 5. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. And in front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. This is reminiscent of what God, uh, of when God descended on Mount Sinai. You know, we have physical things that represent the presence of God, things that we can understand and relate to. So let's go to Exodus 19, and we read in verse 16 through to verse 19. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast, and everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the, temp the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently at the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. You know, in Revelation 3 verse 1, we read these words. To the church at Sardis, we have mention of the seven spirits. And we have it here in verse 5 of chapter 4, reference to the seven spirits. And we will hear it referred to again in, in chapter 5 and verse 6. Now, we said when we looked at it in chapter 3 that there is only one Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4, verse 4 and 6. 
And the reference to the number seven here is a metaphor for the fullness and the completeness of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at three verses from Isaiah to help us to understand this a little better. And we looked at these verses when we were in chapter three of Revelation. This is Isaiah 11, verse one and three. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from the roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. We're talking about one spirit here. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And then the verse goes on in Isaiah. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of might. The Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So do you get that? These things are representative of the one who is the Holy Spirit. And then we come to the sea of glass, Revelation 4, verse 6, first part of verse 6. Also in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. Now what to notice here is that John said that what he saw looked like. Okay, do you get that? It looked like. What he sees is indescribable. Where's John? He's on an island in Patmos, an island that's surrounded by the Aegean Sea. And at times he would have seen the glorious sight of the sunset. And sometimes you can't describe that. When the sun is reflecting on the surface of the calm water, making it look like molten glass. Maybe this is what came to mind as John saw this indescribable thing that was between him and the throne. How many times would John, the prisoner, have gazed out across the Aegean Sea knowing that it was a barrier that for him he could not dare cross, that he was not able to cross? You see, there's a distance here between John and the throne. The brightness and the purity of who God is and the splendor and the glory of God stands like a sea of glass that separates them. You know, Isaiah in his vision in chapter 6, and we're going to look at a few more verses from that a little bit later on, but in that vision, Isaiah said this in verse 5, because he's standing before the throne room of God. And he says, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of glory. There's a distance between man and God. We, of ourselves, cannot cross. What about the living creatures? Well, we're going to just spend a little bit of time on this and we'll see them again as we go through Revelation. But let's look at um, the second part of verse 6 of chapter 4. In the centre around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. Verse 7, the first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. 
Verse 8. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings, day and night. They never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Where are we when we're reading this in Revelation? We are getting a glimpse into God's throne room. We're seeing things that are happening happening in heaven. I mentioned Isaiah 6. And in Isaiah 6, it's Isaiah's vision of the throne room. So let's just return to it and read verse 1 through to 3 of Isaiah chapter 6. In the year of King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, with Two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And the whole earth is full of his glory. Okay, we can see a relationship here with what we're reading in Revelation. But notice here in Isaiah's vision, the cherubim covered their faces. Where in the Bible have we had a glimpse into God's throne room on earth? Both John and Isaiah were looking into heaven. When we come to Exodus, we have the tabernacle, the place where God dwelt with his people. The Ark of the Covenant was in the Holy of Holies, and above the mercy seat were the cherubim. Well, representatives of the cherubim. And Exodus, Exodus 25, verse 18 through 22. This is the instructions to Moses. And make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubs of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upwards, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, looking towards the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. And there above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. You see, the tabernacle and the law that was given to Moses are representative of things that are, things that will be, and things that are still to come. The book of Revelation is about things that are, that will be, and that are still to come. The cherubim in Exodus are representative of heavenly beings that have always been and always will be in the presence of God as seen by Isaiah in the Old Testament, and are now being seen by John in the New Testament. You see, these passages are here for us to focus on the angels and their worship, the worship of the Lord. Worship that has taken place in heaven and always has been, and always will be. The book of Revelation is not just about the end days, it is about all days. As we start to draw to a close for this evening, let's go with these thoughts. Luke 2, 13 through to 14. 
this brings us confirmation of these things. And this is the Christmas story. Listen to these words, and you know them well. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. You see, they came from heaven. They came from doing what they did. And what they did do is what they always do. They praised God, but they did it here on earth. And then they went back to carry on what they were doing, which is what they are doing now. Praising God. 1 John 3, 1 and 2. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God and That is what we are. And the reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Just to finish, and we will, as I say, look back at some of these things as we go through the book of Revelation, because they will reappear, they will be there again. But the final verse of chapter 4, You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and by your will, They were created and have their being. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that through these words you give us a glimpse into heaven. And we see the things that are happening there. They're not just happening while John was there. They've been happening there since the beginning of... Since the beginning. And will be there through to eternity. And our Father, we just ask that you'll help us to understand these things. Yes, even now. They are going on in our lifetime, although we can't see them. God is in control. And we've had a little peep into the heavenly beings who are even at this very moment worshipping God. Our Father, may we be humbled and at the same time encouraged to be like them. And we ask these things in your precious name. Amen.